army. And I hope everyone is having an amazing day and hope you had a good weekend. Of course, you are joined by your four hosts. Again, myself, the captain of the army, Bryce. We're also joined by your dad, Ben. And she is that Asian, Heather, and the love of my life, Hannah. And, you know, how was everyone's week? Ben, how was your gaming week? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I didn't get a lot of time in this week, unfortunately. It was a really busy work week. Um, but I did get some new game time in with something that I'll be talking about later that Heather and I got to play co-op on, which was a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, we had some fantastic dubs this week in Warzone. And uh, so all in all, not bad. Just wish I had a little bit more time. Sounds like it was better than last week. So looks like we're on the right track. That's good. For sure, for sure. Uh, Hannah, how was your gaming week? Um, a lot like Ben's. I definitely seem to be busier with work this week, um, but I will say it was a lot of fun to get some wins in in Warzone and kind of be reminded of the skill that we do possess occasionally. Um, and so it was pretty good. And then we got to play a little bit of Lost Ark too, which I know we had missed for a week or so. So that was fun to kind of dive back into and be refreshed with that for sure. Yeah, no, that... That was really nice being able to get back in on Warzone. I mean, Lost Ark, um, and getting the dubs on Warzone. I want to emphasize the word occasionally on that skill because it feels like that's what it's more. <laughs> it, it, it very much does feel like it is that occasional, doesn't it? <laughs> Heather, how was your gaming week in the gaming arena? Well, I'm going to sound like everybody else here, but it was pretty much the same. Um, didn't find myself gaming too much. I was. Very, very tired from work. A lot going on at work right now this week. But hopefully next week, um, I'm covering for somebody at work. And so hopefully that when that person gets back, I'll be a little bit more energized to play more games. Yeah, it does kind of seem like we all just about had the same same week. Um, I, I think, honestly, I was able to maybe get in at maybe a little bit more gaming um, than everyone else, but that's because I have a completely different job that allows me to do that. Um, but my gaming week actually, dude, it was awesome. Um, I got to play a game that's not even released yet. Um, I also got to be reminded why I fucking love Warzone. Um, and I also got to get back on Lost Ark with Hannah. And we love Lost Ark a lot. It, it's just, it is so much fun. Um, and all the content that it just has in the game. So my gaming week was absolutely amazing. And I loved everything that I played. Um, and I'm definitely going to be diving deep into what happened in my gaming arena this week for sure. Um, but we we also, you know, kind of get into our next segment, which we all love and hate. We know you do. Um, but it is our awesome announcement section. Um, and our first announcement of the day is join the Discord it's in the link of the description um, on Spotify, and that actually leads me to our second announcement, which is we are now officially up on Apple Podcasts. So if you have an Apple phone and you don't like Spotify and you would rather just listen to us on Apple, or if you just don't have a Spotify account, 
um, or have friends that don't have Spotify accounts, you can now send them to Apple Podcast. And I would like to give an awesome shout out to the amazing listener, So High 420, <laughs> who gave the first review ever to the podcast. So a huge shout out to So High 420, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for the review. We really do appreciate it. And we appreciate all of our established listeners that have been listening to the show. We appreciate it. We're, we are doing our best to expand every day. And as you can see now, we've expanded ourselves to Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, but announcements-wise, that will do it for us. Um, and I do want to get into... It's an awesome segment, and we're going to do it for you all every single week um, because it just hits every single age group. So it is our awesome mobile games segment, and Ben, of course, is going to take the lead on this one with another awesome game. So what you got for us, Ben? So, you know, this is a game, again, that's been out for a while. Um, one of my favorites uh, Trials Frontier. Uh, a lot of you guys have probably played a Trials game or heard of the Trials series. They've been on mobile. They've been on the Switch. They've been on the PlayStation 4. Um, I mean, the games are absolutely everywhere. So they're, if you're not familiar with it, it's a what's considered a tilt-bike obstacle course type of game. So you basically have lean forward, lean back, gas and brake. That's it. And um, you have a lot of obstacle courses that you're trying to get through. Um, the one thing I like about the uh, the mobile app is it's super easy to pick up and play. Um, there's a ton of bikes. I, I think last I counted, there was 13 different bikes. There's uh, over 100 courses. And for a free game, that's absolutely amazing. Um, you can upgrade your bikes by putting together parts. You get those parts by completing different courses and completing different events. Um, it is a free-to-play game. You don't have to pay to win, but it helps. So, you know, like, uh, you have um, to play the races, you have to use gas. I think it's like most races are between five and eight units of gas, and you only have so much gas before you have to wait and let it refill. Of course, you can buy more gas. Um, and also you can pay to unlock some of the bikes and some of the parts for the bikes because you need blueprints. Um, again, you don't have to. I, I think that I, I put a few bucks into it at one point because there was a bike I really wanted. But I just lost patience was the only reason I did it. But it's absolutely not anything that's necessary to do it to win. Um and again, I'm not a big, I don't, again, I don't mind paying for a game, but I don't like games that are pay to win where you have to pay on top of whatever, you know, money the game costs itself to have to win the game. And you don't have to, for sure. But if you're nope. impatient at times, it helps to dump a couple of bucks in to help speed up the, the amount of races you can do or to get some of the better stuff in the game. Now, with with this purchasing um, in-game, I went and looked up the game on Google, um, and I actually now have a question for you. Um, one of my first searches on Google for this um, came up as a mod AP, uh, APK pack, um, and it says download Trials Frontier Mod Unlimited Money Pack. It, is cheating a big thing in this game? I don't know. I've literally never heard of that. So 
that's a great question. I I don't know. I I mean, I guess with almost any game, you could probably find some way to mod or or cheat it. Um, but it's a Ubisoft game. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a pretty big dev that uh, that developed this. So I I'd be surprised if that actually works or if you know. I mean, that's it looks know, to be that the only on that stuff. So. It looks to be the only mod pack that you can get is just some unlimited money mod pack. So maybe Ubisoft is allowing that, maybe, but that seems to be like the only mod pack that you can even get. So so cheating is not prevalent, but it just looks like people are getting a bunch of money. (laughs) Well, you can, I mean, yeah, money's big because on top of the parts, you need money to upgrade the bikes as well. Um and again, you can buy money, you can buy um, like the, the tier system like you have with like a war zone or like you have with, um, oh, oh God, Lord, why can't I think about the soccer game? The, the uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. Oh my God, what a brain fart. Jesus. Everyone's got that battle pass now. On Seriously. The and, and they've had that where, you you know, if you log in every single day, you get like stacked rewards. It's not like you have to tear up that way. You just get bonuses if you log in every single day. So it's easier than doing uh, like the Warzone or Rocket League where you have to level up. It just gives you bonuses for just logging in. I do like mobile games that do that a lot. And it's, you know, again, it's one of those games that's been out there forever. Um, you know, there is some ranked play, which is great. If you're the competitive type, you can, you know, race against, you know, people around the globe. And I know in some of the courses, you know, I love to do them over and over again until I've got one of the, you know, top three or top 5% ranked. Um, and then some of them, I am happy just to finally get the slowest time on there and walk away from it because they're so brutally difficult, but it's just a great, if you're looking for, if you love that tilt bike type of games, Uh, This is just, to me, has been one of the best series out there. They just do it so well because they've been making these games for so many platforms for many, many years. Yeah, I like like the mobile dirt bike games. I've played a lot of those, so I definitely think I'll be checking this one out because I don't think I've checked this one out before, which is weird because it's been out for a while. So I would have thought it would have came across like, my app page like for you or whatever how they do it with their data tracking and stuff like that so it's weird but i'll have to check this one out uh for sure because i've been getting into the mobile games actually so it's been fun and the best thing is too is that it's also because you log in with a ubisoft account or it's an option for you some of the unlocks you can get are by having it cross-platform. So if you have it on the PS4 or the Switch and you log in on the different accounts, you can unlock specific... um, Because there's a ton of skins for those who like the character skins. Um, There's some really cool costumes and things um, that you can unlock just by having it cross-platform. And I think I have it on... I have it on the PS4, I have it on the Switch, and um, I think I even had it on the 360. So it's, it's one that's been out for a while. Gotcha, gotcha. I actually, that's pretty cool though. How Ubisoft did that and give the extra rewards. That's cool. Ubisoft is a smart dev company for sure. Um, but I actually, like I said, I've been getting into some mobile games myself, and I sent this one to Ben. He hasn't downloaded it yet. I'm hoping he does. It'd be kind of cool to get grind this one out with him. I feel like it's a Slacking. little easy. Yeah, it's okay though. Like he said, it's a it's been a busy week for us all. So, um, but this game it's called Mech Arena, and it is a free to play game. Um, 
you also can play this game and earn crypto coin off of um, the app or the website is called, oh, I wrote it down. It's called Weeble, um, but I'm not a financial advisor, so you will do your own homework on that. Um, if you want to create an account with them and, and try to earn crypto playing this game, you can. But like I said, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not advising you to do that. Um, but it is just in itself a very, very fun game to play. Um, it is a PvP, uh, it is a fast-paced PvP shooter um, with an array of weapons that you can choose from and different mechs. Um, their mechs are essentially like these robots that have two legs and then for the arms, you attach the weapons. And the weapons, you can put a, say, a sniper on one arm and if you want an automatic on the other, you can do that, which is actually my OP mech setup right now. I have a long-range sniper that does 18k damage every hit and if they're moving, it does 20 20k damage and then I have a automatic weapon that has an auto target on it so it actually helps me shoot my sniper um, it's it's an awesome loadout I love this game um, they have many different play styles that you can do they've got maps that they have 21 plus maps um, and each map they style to a different type of gameplay um, so one might one map could be a more long range type map um, or you could have one map that's more close range uh, so it's really cool how they style these maps to match different types of game style that you want to play in um, so i love that about the game as well um, and then among these modes that they have is they have a tdm 5v5 uh, they also have a control point 5v5 and then a 2v2 those are all for their casual games and then i believe it all trails over into their competitive global matches as well um, i right now am ranked Division 9, it's not the greatest at all. I just started playing the game. Um, but I have played some of the global matches, and it's a lot of fun. Um, in the beginning, I was completely wrecking people. Um, I'm not sure if they were bots or real people. They had real-looking names, so I'm not 100%. Um, but I'll definitely say once I've gotten to uh, this Division 9, it's gotten a little bit harder um, I do die maybe once or twice in the match. Um, another thing is when you die, you lose that mech. So you can have different mechs. Right now I have three mech setups. Um, and when you go into the game, you get to choose which mech you want. But then when you die, you lose that mech and you have to choose one of your other two or one of your other ones. And you can get, I think it's up to five different mechs. Um, so it's crazy the amount of just things that you can do in this game you can do different styles on your mechs you can have a long it's it's basically like creating classes for your guns in warzone but you're doing it with your mech um, so what what type of things can you buy because i see there's a lot of in-app purchases but it doesn't really so, say specifically what it is so is it like a pay to win type of thing or do you feel like it's more cosmetics or what have you seen some people and i actually saw that too some people feel like in the beginning of the game they felt like it was more of a pay to win type of deal but then they would say that once you got to like division uh like eight um it, it levels out like they just completely level out the playing field i will say personally i uh did a 99 cent purchase for like 
this special it's like this special in-game currency but i only did that so i could level the living shit out of my mech's health because i was going into matches and like i was killing people but then like some like there would just be this one op ass dude who would just two shot me and i would be dead and i was like bro are, are you kidding me like i'm losing my best mech every time like this is stupid so i was like fuck it i'm gonna spend 99 cents and i got like 600 or something of that special coin and i already had like 200 something and i literally just kept clicking the level up upgrade 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 on my mech and then i upgraded my sniper as well um but it will do a lot of pop-ups for like buy shit and normally what it comes up is is it's like a gun pack um and then or it'll be like a, a special mech um but in all honesty all the things that they're giving you to buy you, you literally can just earn them and it's really not that hard to earn them I, i've i think i've got like 17 different weapons i can choose from already right now um and then like three or four different mechs so yeah, you can spend the money, I guess, if you want to and just get really sweaty really quick. But again, like most of the reviews I've read, they even out the playing field. Right now, even I feel like I'm in an even playing field. Um, I, I do dominate every once in a while, but every once in a while, I do kind of get checked in my place. And I'm like, oh, shit, like I got to kind of play a, a little different style. Um, and each mech's got like different special abilities. It, it's just crazy. It's it's an all around very fun game to play, um, and so far I've loved it. Um, but they are saying though the best gun to use in the game is the rail gun. So I'm gonna have to check that out for y'all. I don't think I have it, but I'm gonna double check and see if that's actually true. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun game. Ben, you I'm can, downloading it this week. I'll quit sleeping yeah, on it. You can, you can, you, uh, you can play with friends, and it's on iPhone and Android only. Um, they did say that there's some convert converter that you can do to play it on PC, but I don't really know how that kind of stuff works. Um, so you could Google it; it literally come up if you just Google it. Um, but yeah, you can play it with your friends on Android, iPhone. I'm pretty sure it's even cross-platform as well between those two phones, honestly. Um, but yeah, very fun game. And like I said, if you even want to, you can earn money while playing the game as well. So that's my mobile game. Um, I know Heather, she is getting into an awesome fan favorite here. Um, I've never played it myself, but like I said, I know it is a huge fan favorite, and it is The Legends of Zelda. So Heather... What's going on in the gaming arena of Legends of Zelda? So what's happening is the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is the one of the Zelda games that was released on the N64, the first one, is actually being nominated to be in the Video Game Hall of Fame. And um, the Video Game Hall of Fame is similar to any other Hall of Fame. It's just... Kind of inducting games into the Hall of Fame that have had a huge impact on the industry as a whole. Um, and I am super excited that a Zelda game is getting in there because that's one of my favorite series. And I play a lot of Legend of Zelda. So I'm going to talk a little bit. Most people who know about Zelda are very aware of what this game is. But for people who don't... Um, Legend of Zelda is an action-adventure game, and 
for the most part, most of the games are pretty linear story-wise. The newest game being the only exception, which is an open-world game. But since this is going to be a little bit more about Ocarina of Time because it is being inducted, I just kind of wanted to go, or not inducted, it's been nominated to be inducted. I hope it does get inducted. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit about this game in particular. So um, one of the things that I want to note is that this particular Zelda game is argued by so many Zelda fans as being the best Legend of Zelda that's ever been released. It's released on the N64, and then that was released in 1998. And then it was remastered and released in 2011 on the 3DS. Um, and I believe... Wait, what's the 3DS again? It was... The, the game was remastered on the 3DS. No, did you well, ask what a 3DS is, Bryce? I asked you to remind me what a 3DS was. That's the double screen version that came after the Game Boy. So you had the Game gotcha. Boy. It's just another the Nintendo handheld. That's what I two screens that actually did like. That's what I thought it was. 3DS that's the one graphics. I never had. Yep. yep. And the 3DS the actually was an upgrade from the DS. Kind of an upgrade, I guess, because it used 3D graphics. Hot garbage. Which was not good. Nobody. I was say, wasn't that? Wasn't their three D graphics like hot garbage? Were, oh, dude, so bad. so bad. I I've never used a game, or never played a game, and used the three D capabilities. But which is why they went back to just the two DS because the three DS was such a flop. They literally <laughs> went backwards and removed the capability. Womp womp womp. It was pretty bad. So. Um, if you know anything about Zelda lore, which I know, Bryce, you don't know anything about, but this game is significant in the series because this is the game that actually splits the timeline. So Zelda has a very intricate timeline, which is confusing to even me. <laughs> um, but Ocarina of Time actually splits it from the childhood arc and the adult arc, and that's, um... That's why a lot of people say that this is the best Zelda game that's out there. Um, ben is not a big fan of Zelda because he's not a huge fan of puzzles. But if you like puzzles in games and you like, you know, a lot of um, dungeons and bosses, this is going to be the type of game that you're going to want to play. Um, if you haven't played it, I highly recommend you join the rest of the millions of fans of this game. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. It's overrated. I'm sorry. It's overrated. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I recommend you play this game. I know I know Ben's not a big fan. And, um, I love those games. I actually, those, the Zelda 64, um, the, the time one, but then there, the, was it Midora's, Majora's Mask? Majora's Mask. Yeah. I actually... I feel really bad for my sister. I'm kind of calling her out here. I deleted her games twice on Zelda <laughs> on accident as a kid. Oh, no. Um, she, like, got super far, and I was so young, and I just didn't understand, like, the whole menu thing. So I would just say, like, new game all the time, and I wrote over her game twice. And so from then on out, they would always save two different game slots of their games because I was notorious for <laughs> deleting all of their work. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I definitely love the games. I actually did play the new Breath of the Wild, and it is for sure a lot of puzzles, and I could see how that could be very frustrating. But I like Heather. I enjoy the games. I think they're absolutely phenomenal. I will say Breath of the Wild was by far the best out of the ones that I played. And I have tried almost every single one of them. I just can't get into it. But Breath of the Wild was was pretty decent. I like the fact that it was at least open world. And um, it just, I felt like the, the combat was more fluid. But uh, I'm still, nope. I, I, there's so many other games I would much rather spend my time on than any of those. Yeah. So just to kind of um, add on to this, too, if you're looking to play this game and you have the Nintendo Online Expansion, it is one of the few Nintendo 64 games that is on the Online online Expansion. I personally, if you're going to play and you want to buy it, I would buy the 3DS version just because they cleaned up a few of the mechanics and they cleaned up the graphics on it. And I really enjoyed that game. I played that game a lot. So I'm super excited and I hope that it goes through. Um, I think there's actually online voting and the voting is through March 24. And I haven't done that yet, but I definitely plan on voting for this game to be inducted. Okay. Well, I have two questions for you. My first question will be, where can we, uh, myself and our listeners, go to vote to induct the game in? So I actually had to Google search that, and I just searched the Hall of Fame, Video Game Hall of Fame, and there's a couple of links. And I haven't found yet, but I will definitely do some research on that, and um, we can get a link for that yeah so what we'll do for you all um is we'll go ahead and get a link and we will put that in the description um for the podcast that way you all can hit that link at any time um or give it to your friends at any time and go ahead and vote and let's induct the game in because i i was watching like like heather said i've never played this game um so i was watching some clips and stuff of the game and trailers it looks like a fun game um i'm with ben i think I would be more appealed to uh, the open world um, more. Um, I think that's kind of more my game style because I'm not the biggest fan of puzzles. I asked Hannah for help just to find the, you know, myself. So (laughs) I don't know how good I'm going to do at puzzles. Uh, But Heather, my second question to you, um, since I was watching the trailers and stuff, is how good is like the music in this game? Because from the trailers, it seemed like it was really good. Is it that good? It is absolutely beautiful. It's iconic. So Zelda games are notorious for having some of the best music. Um, If you look online and just do even a quick YouTube search or Google search of Ocarina of Time music covers, you're going to find millions of people who have covered the songs. It is a full, fully orchestrated soundtrack i believe and yeah the music's beautiful it's some of my favorite this game in particular has very iconic and recognizable zelda songs you're actually playing an ocarina through part of the game so that has a lot of songs that people recognize and it's a very um it's nostalgia for a lot of people to hear to hear the zelda music yeah, my family and I, we I grew up playing D&D since I was a kid and occasionally 
well, every time we would play, we would always turn on some type of music, and usually the Legends of Zelda soundtrack was always mixed in with that, and it was a lot of fun whenever it would come on, and we would be in the middle of playing that. It was it was definitely nostalgic for sure, and we've been doing that our entire lives, so it's always fun to hear that soundtrack again. I love what they did with it for sure. Bryce, if this tells you anything about the music, my phone ringtone is actually from the Ocarina of Time, and it is the Gerudo Valley music. And um, I love it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) So I I love the music, and I can listen to Zelda music for hours. It's just beautiful. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to start looking up some of these soundtracks now um, on Apple and Spotify, where both of our podcasts are. <laughs> um, but Hannah, you're speaking of games, and I know you have some hot news from the gaming arena of Warzone that's going on. So what the hell do we got? Yeah, so if you're anything like me, I, for some reason, had a very hard trouble trouble grasping the maps and the different modes of Warzone, and I think it was just me. But I had a revelation this week. It was a lot of fun. It was a good moment um, where I actually understood the modes and the maps where they belong. But now we're actually getting a new map, so I think it's going to just revert back to how I was before. Um, But yeah, we are getting a new uh, Rebirth Resurgence map. Um, and I'm not 100% sure when it's coming, Bryce. Do you know when it's supposed to be here? Oh, man. Um, you know, you might actually have to give me a second. Let me go through uh, some Twitter feed really quick of some devs that work with them. Uh, so just give me one second on that. Um, you do have the name of the new map, though, right? Oh, you don't have the name of the oh, new map either? Oh, so... So, okay, so I'll just take over really quick then, just really quick. So the new map, um, so there was a leak, uh, and you can go and look this up on Google. It's it's looks like it's going to be based kind of off of, uh, it's called Battleship Island. Um, it was made for, made for Mitsubishi uh, employees to work in the coal mine um, or something. I don't know. It's in the middle of the water. Um, but it also looks like they're kind of keeping some of like Alcatraz as well. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, but like I said, I'm going to try to figure out when it's dropping. You can go on Raven software and actually kind of look at the map a little bit and you, you still see that it's still got the rebirth hotspot zones, but they've changed it up a little bit. So I'm, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, but I'm going to figure out when it's going to get released. Reinforced. Say that again. Are you talking about the new Rebirth Reinforced? I uh, no, um, we're it's the new new map that's coming for Rebirth. I know what's the I don't even think I know what's going on with Rebirth Reinforced. Oh well, I'll just touch on it real quick. We'll come back around to that one another time. But they're taking Rebirth Island and they're changing it up. Some they're keeping, like you said, some of the hot spots in there, but they're retooling. Rebirth Island, which I think is far overdue for the people okay, that so are then, way yeah. too comfortable on it. We're talking about the right. We're talking about the same thing then. Yeah. Um, but it was, the rumor is is that they're bringing some in from um, the the island called Battleship Island. It, is what people are saying. And whether or not that's actually true or not, I don't know um, because rumors are rumors, and 
unless I actually go to a real devs page who's looked through code, I'm not going to tell you it's a real rumor or not. But whatever's coming to Rebirth, we're really excited for. But I'm going to let Hannah take back over while I try to figure out when this is going to drop. Also, the resurgence for Caldera did come back. Um, we've been playing that for this week, uh, I believe, a few times. We got some dubs on it, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that is coming, it actually was just released yesterday, but they are actually bringing a Snoop Dogg skin to Call of Duty. Um, Here we go. <laughs> apparently they actually had his like voiceover back in like 2012 or 2013 in one of those call of duty games but um it's actually just kind of funny because we were just watching clips of snoop dogg playing like just the other day he's actually like really good oh I, maybe not really good but his movement heather you know how when you say that you watch me and your like head starts hurting from my movement yeah well, Snoop's movement was hurting my head. It was crazy. He's actually pretty good. Um, and I also just really quick do have the release of the new map. Uh, March 18th, uh, Raven Software tweeted, Reload and Reinforced. Next week, Rebirth Island gets a facelift. Are you ready to drop in? So we're going to find out next week for you all. Um, and we'll go ahead and drop it on the next Monday podcast. Um, what we think of the new map. And I don't know. We'll see. Warzone's dropped the ball a lot of times, so we'll see. But Hannah. Um, so, yeah, and then the other thing I just wanted to say that is if anyone hadn't played Call of Duty games recently, apparently Amazon Prime subscribers can actually get a free bundle, I think, right now. They just released it in the beginning of March, um, where I believe you're getting Vanguard and obviously Warzone's free. And then I think they said also Cold War may be included. So if you're an Amazon subscriber and you want to try these games out, I, it's a free way to get that right now. And I would definitely hop on that before it goes away. Is that just for their prime gaming service or just for every anyone who has Amazon? As far as I could tell, it looked like it was just if you were an Amazon prime subscriber. I'm not sure if it's restricted or not on that. Nice. Nice deal. That's actually pretty cool. Well, we already own them, but if you do have Amazon Prime, I mean, get in on that if you don't have them. I mean, that's a great way to just try out a game and figure out if you like it or not, even though they are sweaty lobby sometimes. And I'm pretty sure Ben had two hackers yesterday and Vanguard multiplayer. So that's really cool. Uh, but enough about fucking Warzone, man. Um, like I said, I got to play a game. That hasn't been released yet. Um, and I read the agreement, so there I'm I am agreeing to the agreement, and I'm only talking about the things that I'm allowed to talk about. So don't kick me off, okay? If you're listening, Jaeger, do not kick me off. And Jaeger is the people who create this game. They're actually from Berlin. Um, they're an independent company, and they were founded in 1999. The last game that they came out with in 2017, and I've never heard of it. Um, but this game is so much fun. At least to me, it is a lot of fun. This game is a... <clears throat> 
I think it's, if I remember correctly, it is a third person. Yeah, it's third person. It's a third person uh, shooter, PvP, PvE. And for those of you who don't know what that means, that is uh, person versus person versus environment. So that means you're playing against other players as well as the environment that the game has created. And the environment is a bunch of aliens. Um, I'll have to say the aliens and I have wrote this in my review, um, are just way too OP. They're, they're, too, they're just way too hard, man. They follow you across the freaking whole map, and the fact that you're fighting other players sometimes just makes it even harder. And that is one of the ways that I did die. I was fighting some aliens because that was one of my um, tasks from one of the fractions. Uh, in this game, there's three different fractions, and you do different um, quests and uh, missions for them and jobs, and it basically helps you level up and get better guns and currency in the game. Um, but I was doing, I was supposed to kill one of these aliens and collect what they give off. And I was doing that. And this stupid fucking rat comes out of nowhere. And there is proximity chat in this as well, uh, which I love. And um, he, he literally just goes, I'm gonna kill you for your loot. And I get shot in my back. <laughs> And I turn on my proximity chat and I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, I'm going to kill you for your loot. And I was like, why can't you find your own loot? And he goes, because you are my loot. And I was like, are you kidding me? And he's like, nah, man, I'm finna kill you. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm finna kill you. Well, lo and behold, I ended up dying um, and, and lost all of my loot. Um, and this is like Tarkov, where if you go out and you die, you lose all of your loot. There is an insurance system that they do um, where you can either salvage or you can put it in and actually get currency back for it. I've done the currency twice back for it. I, I I don't know. I mean, you could probably just go in back to the game and just go to the market and buy the gun for cheaper than the insurance costs. So it, it's kind of like your own thing there. Um, but this is definitely like a Tarkov-like game. But there is the environment. Um, and the environment is hard as shit to play against. Um, but when you go into this main screen and it's a central hub where you're safe and you get to do all your, your fraction stuff and buy different stuff. If you want to, you even get a house that you get to upgrade. Um, and I haven't gotten too far in upgrading this house yet. Um, and then you get to load into the map and, so far, I've been given two maps, and it's easy or a hard map. I've loaded into the hard map once. It wasn't too, too bad. I did die, um, but I mainly do the easy map. But this game is a lot of fun. It is going to be a free-to-play game, um, and it's also going to be cross-platform, and it's going to be released on every single platform, um, from console to PC. Um, and you're going to be playing against it looks like you're going to be playing against PC uh, and console players in the general map. Um, this, so I highly recommend this game to you all. It's um, supposed to release in 2022, uh, but we'll see. Right, that, Heather? Right that you reckon that you highly recommend the game to us, but you haven't actually told us what the game is called yet. Oh, the game, uh, the name of the game. I'm so sorry. It's cycle, the cycle frontier. <laughs> I, I, I was just so excited to get into this game. I completely forgot to go over that. Is he going to tell us where it's called? <laughs> I'm just so excited about this game. Completely forgot to give you the name. The name <laughs> is the cycle frontier. Um, 
and it's like I said, it's an awesome game. It's like I said, 2022 is the release date. We're hoping it's the holidays of 2022. Uh, but the open beta two, um, it's actually sorry, it's a closed beta two, but you can watch streamers. Um, to get their streamer code to get into the beta and possibly get selected. Um, unfortunately, I can't give mine out because I'm not that big enough yet. Um, but you can watch the streamers to get that code. And it's lasting until April 4th. So that's why I'm thinking that there's going to be a holiday 2022 release for this. Um, Are you able to say like how big the world is and how many people are in there? Like, Is it comparable so, to... Like I mean, like, can you give us some any idea of like, is it a hundred people? Is it thirty people? Is it a big area, small area? I mean, what's so the, the map is huge. Map is huge. Um, it, it like ginormous. Uh, when like when you some of the missions I have to do, like, it honestly sucks because you have to travel like halfway across the map, and that halfway across the map is very far in this game because uh, everything's on foot and you have to do things stealthy and then you've got the environment as well against you plus the players player wise how many people are going into the map at one time i actually don't even know that um i normally would hear um maybe two gunshots three gunshots whether or not those are different people i wasn't sure i wasn't gonna go investigate um and then I normally, every once in a while, I'd probably run into one person. Um, 50 out of 50, 50, I'd get away or I would die. Uh, I think I won maybe one time. Um, and then I met one friendly person who literally just had a knife. Um, and he was really nice. We, we were talking and we're actually friends now on there. So, um, I mean, like, cause that would, when you're talking, I'm thinking, the only thing I can compare it to is like a rust where it's kind of a big area and you're a little bit spread out. I mean, is that so I, it, the open worldness of it, it. Yes. Kind of like rust. Um, but you, when you load into this game, you automatically have a, um, head armor. You have body armor. You have, um, a, uh, array of guns that you can choose from, from an a automatics to, uh, pistols to shotguns. Um, and then you've also got health packs that you can load in with as well as stems and grenades, smoke grenades and flash grenades. Um, so you load in with full kits. You're ready to basically go kill somebody. Um, but yeah, the people are, are, are kind of toxic. Like they are in rust when we were playing it. Definitely. But I'll, I'll say what is better than rust is the fact that you do load in with these full kits. So it's not like you're going to up against like in rust where homies would have like the guns and we still got like wooden yep. armor and a spear. <laughs> <laughs> so you at least get to like go up against these people with like full kits and like the weapons are truly balanced. People were saying though that the shotguns uh, weren't doing as much damage as, as they should close range. But I haven't tested that because I'm not a shotgun person, but maybe I should um, as a tester for them. I honestly probably should. Um, but yeah, that's that is the cycle frontier. Um, I, I, you know, I was going to recommend it to you all because it is that free to play game. But I do think that the toxicity of it may not be the best for the group. 
if it's as toxic as Rust, no, that that game can kiss my ass then, because I loved Rust, but the toxic people of the community just killed it for me. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping is that it's just it's not going to be toxic like that is what I'm really hoping. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, I did find some good friendlies in there. Um, but I did find those people who are just like, I'm going to kill you. But I feel like maybe they're just doing that so they could just get through the beta. I, who knows? Um, but I do know, Ben, you have another game for us. Uh, I actually, I, I've, I've seen this game before. I've never played it, but I've, I actually do want to play it with Hannah. Uh, so can you teach Hannah and I about the game and our wonderful gamers? Yeah, man. So It Takes Two came out last year. I heard really rave reviews about it, but have not checked it out until just this past week. And that is the game that Heather and I, the only game we played outside of Warzone this week. Um, It's on every platform. And the reason I checked it out is because I do the Game Pass on uh, Xbox and it's free through the Game Pass. I figured what a great way to check it out. Um, So what it is, is... On a, on a really broad level, it's a forced two-player platformer. You have to play with a second person, whether it is a screen share, which is what Heather and I do, or you play online against a friend. Um, but there's no... Um, you can't just play with an AI. So you have to play with a second person. Um, so that's the one downside to it. you got to have someone to play with. Um, but they make it pretty easy to pick up with somebody else, whether it's a random or whatever. But um, so what it is, is um, it's the story. And I, this won't be any spoilers, but what it is, it's the story of a of a girl, a young girl that's having a hard time dealing with the fact that her parents are getting divorced. And she has created this make-believe world and she has these two little dolls that she's created one of her father and one of her mother and you end up going into the bodies of her dolls and you have to get through these worlds to get to your daughter and um it's it's really cute um the dolls are fantastic the animation is great the controls are phenomenal um the story is really good so far i wish you know this is one of the few times you're going to hear me say this. I wish it had a little more story because um, I feel like it's lacking just a hair with kind of explaining. But again, we haven't beat it yet, so maybe there's going to be more along the lines here. But more um, story for Ben. I, I, I know normally, what? but, it's like, but I, I, I actually kind of dig the story when it happens. So I wish there was a little more to it to kind of explain some of the things you're going through. But. Um, you know, I mean, it's. I know a buddy at work plays it with his kid uh, as well. Uh, it's a kind of an all. I wouldn't say all ages because there's some swearing. They say things like, "I think they said shit once and damn and pissed." I mean, nothing crazy, uh, and it's and it's kind of sprinkled in there. But again, it deals with some tougher topics, you know, like a family splitting up. Um, definitely a little difficult the first time through. Um, super challenging with some of the bosses, especially it's one of those things where you have to get the timing down right. So sometimes it plays, you know, you have to play a boss a couple times through. The great part is unlimited lives. So the cool thing is, is that if one of you dies and the other doesn't, you can kind of regen by hitting the Y button or triangle button, depending on what you're playing on. Um, If you both die, it just resets a little bit further back. But... Like you do 
Uh, man, there's like rail shooting or rail riding. Think like to some of the Sonic games. You have shooter. You have flying sections. You have even like a fighting game section. You, um, I mean, everything. It's great. Like the amount of stuff. But overall, it's a platform. There's a lot of complicated jumping. There's a lot of uh, discovering because there is these hidden um games that you can play against each other and while i say play against each other i just beat the shit out of heather every every, <laughs> every round it pits you against each other and i i think we've cut we found six of these little mini games so far and i beat her handily every single time but they're similar to games that you've played in the past so yes they are it's like a lot of button mashing kind of like um mario party so if you've played a lot of the mario parties and the other person you're playing against is not. You're gonna beat the. You're gonna beat the shit out of them really easily. So, um, but just a fun game. I think we're probably, I don't know, six hours into it so far. Um, I can't imagine it's gonna be a super long game, um, but definitely will be some great replay in there. And uh, just, I mean, a real fun kind of pick up and play. Nothing too heavy, but we're having a lot of fun being able to do it together. So. And I want to just say that if platforming scares you like it does me. Um, yes, it's a platformer, but it's a very forgiving platformer. So when you both die, instead of bringing you all the way back to the beginning of a level or all the way back to a beginning of the boss, it'll bring you to that section of the boss that you were fighting. So let's say you got like a half of the boss down and there is, there is another section of the boss and then you die after half of its life is gone. You're not going to have to fight that full health boss again. No, because everything's kind of in stages, so it's nice that you don't you have to you don't have to go back to the first stage of the boss if you're on the third stage and die. You just restart the third stage, so that's nice too. You know, I wanted to just recommend to you guys. I'm not sure if you know, but the same creators that make the It Takes Two game, they also made um, a way out. Um, it's with two prisoners, and they have to you have to escape prison together. And I've actually played that one before, and it's just like what your guys are talking about. And it was really, really hard, but a lot of fun. It's obviously a little bit probably more adult scale than it looks like for the It Takes Two, since it's based out of prison. Um, but it's definitely a fun game if you guys are enjoying the It Takes Two, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. I think I remember hearing about that one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we will definitely have to check that out. Do you know if that's all platforms like this one is? Um, That I don't know for sure. Considering it's released, so when I was looking this game up, Electronic Arts is like a, a basically like a daughter company to EA. So since EA is like promoting and releasing these games, I would assume it would be all platforms. What what was it called again, Hannah? A way out. I'm I'm making a note of that for later because uh, yeah, we're really enjoying this. I mean, you know, there's we do a lot of two-player games but this is fun at a different level because you it's a cooperative so you have to you know work together to get through some of the puzzles and yeah there definitely is a big puzzle section nothing super challenging but you got to put your heads together to get through some of it so so one of the nice things too is that the transitions from cutscene to when you play is probably one of my favorite because it it kind of zooms out the camera and then you kind of start walking while you're in the cutscene, and then you take full control of the character. And it's a really cool transition. 
uh, Steam, PS4, and Xbox for um, A Way Out. And it looks like... So they've done three games. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which I have heard about. Same type of thing. Then A Way Out, and then now this, It Takes Two. All kind of of the same type of genre where it's platformer, puzzling, co-op, where you have to play with two people. So, yeah, that's um, really exciting. And now I'm looking forward to kind of going back and... Uh, trying some of their one of their other two games out so that's awesome. yeah that's what i was seeing too when i was google searching the game and everything so i'm actually really glad hannah brought that point up for you all so you can get into those games since you're loving them so much yeah um, absolutely the, it looks fantastic i'm just kind of doing some quick reading on it but um <laughs> some quick reading here listeners <laughs> he's like know, hey I, I he's just excited as i was about the other game <laughs> Google. I mean, you can literally just pick it up and throw some shit in there and see what you find out. So there you go. Right. And that's what's so awesome about gaming. Yes. So um, other than that, we'll let you know as we finish it up here. Um, I Again, I don't think it's going to be a really long game, but um, yeah, I think we only have a handful of chapters left in it. But so far, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Definitely give it a thumbs up so far. And I can't imagine it's going to get worse as we go. So worth checking out. Right on. Right on. Well, there you go. There's a new game for you. We've given you, um, well, we've actually given you all new games today, except for Warzone, because most of us all play Warzone. Um, But again, we're here for another week and new games. I like it. Uh, We are going to get into our next segment, though, and that is our gaming news segment. And we do got some good stuff going on. Not much was going on this week, though. Honestly, I didn't really find too, too much. Um, The Biggest thing, though, I would say um, out of the week, uh, this to me doesn't make any sense, uh, but Xbox is removing the DVR feature uh, for the Xbox Series XS. Microsoft's uh, foray into the ninth console generation may become more frustrating for players who frequently share game clips to social media. An update to the Insider build seems to indicate the upcoming removal of a useful game DVR feature. Microsoft's Xbox Series X and S launched in late 2020 um, and has since gathered a decent following. So a lot of people do use this feature, including uh, my cousin as well, because he streams up on Twitch. And I don't know, this just, this seems like a dumb move, like a really dumb fucking move. I mean, if you're not going to, if people aren't going to be able to upload stuff onto their social media accounts, which is basically what everything is now, they're just going to leave Xbox. I mean, they're going to be the people that stay, of course, that just don't care about that kind of stuff, but there is a very vast majority of people who use that feature hopefully they replace it with something or hopefully they just don't do this. Uh, Ben, you have an Xbox. I I know you don't really post to social media and stuff. So do you think this is something that's going to affect you or do you think this is going to matter? What are what is your take on this? So I was reading a bit on it. And from what I understand is that they're, they have, they're not a hundred percent getting away with it yet, but they've also, what they've done initially is they put it in another step. So first you have to get it to the mobile app then you can upload it from the mobile app. So at least right now, they're making it more complicated. 
um, which I, I think is just a, a losing thing to do because, like you said, so many people are moving, you know, to to want to post. I actually do post a few things from time to time, especially because I've had some really dirty snipes, and I love being able to share those from you know on occasion. Um, so I mean, it's it's frustrating, but um, I mean, it's not going to make me not play on the console or switch back over to the ps5 or something instead but i can certainly see you know for some streamers why that could really just be a real pain in the ass and something that would maybe push them away from wanting to use the xbox hmm. yeah that's a good take on that i didn't know that you uh you shared some clips i need to see these dirty snipes man i like dirty snipes <laughs> I've, I've, I, I love calling Heather into the other room. It's like Heather, you gotta see this. Shit. I nailed this, dude. Three. I mean, just especially in the pre, some of the pregame lobbies. But I've had some really nice in-game dirty snipes recently as I've kind of moved back to using the K Swiss because that's still my favorite. But uh, yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll shoot you some links for some of the clips. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I want to start. I think I'm gonna be able to start recording here again some, some dirty little clips, hopefully, because uh, I've had some as well. Uh, but our next gaming news topic is. Hogwarts Legacy for all of our wonderful uh, Harry Potter fans. We've got some game uh, play release, and you can go on YouTube and look it up if you'd like. There's so much in it that I'm not going to go over the whole thing in this because that would literally make a whole new topic and subject. Um, but if you don't know about this game, it's going to be a single-player uh, open world set in Hogwarts in the 1800s. I'm a little disappointed that it's only single player. I was really hoping for some like co-op so we could team up with like Hannah and Ben and Heather and just demolish as a freaking Hogwarts squad. I mean, it would have been really fun, but it's still this this game is going to be really fun. You can fly on the broomstick. Um you there's fast travels in this. It just all around is going to be an awesome game. It is going to be released on all platforms and they do have the release date uh holidays of 2022. And when we say holidays, I'm almost 100% assuming holidays means christmas like always because that's when almost all the games come out all the time because it makes the most sense i don't know how much it's going to cost um at all so hopefully it's not going to be too too expensive um but the the fighting in this looks absolutely amazing you get to go to classes and learn potions and other spells um and it's just the spells and talents is just going to open up the build diversity of these characters like crazy. You can also completely customize the characters. There's male and female. The game also said that JK Rowling isn't associated with the game because of a bunch of other things that are politics, but we don't get into politics here on this gaming podcast. Um, but another gaming news topic is... Amazon's trying to save a game, <laughs> and it made me laugh. Uh, they, they got a new roadmap for New World uh, in this 2022 year. Um, and among, <laughs> among this is a content, uh, content additions, including a new expeditions, PvP arenas, and a whole new full territory. Okay, cool. Right on. You still haven't fixed the bots that people put in the game to just continuously farm things so that they are multi-millionaires in the game and you just can't even do anything you can't buy anything at the stores because they take over it, it you still haven't fixed the game from that 
So before you start adding in new shit, Amazon, let's uh, let's fix the bots because we did pay for this game. We paid sixty dollars for this game, and it's bullshit. Lost Ark is literally better, and it's free to play. So Amazon, you're kind of dropping the ball a little bit on New World here. Um, another hot gaming news, you know, I I don't like seeing this in the news world, especially in the gaming news world. Um, but we don't have the full story, so we're not we're not judging yet, um, and we're gonna stay up to date with this. But um, Moon Studios, developer of the Ori games, has been accused of, and I quote, an oppressive workplace. Um, Ori and Will of Wisps, developer Moon Studios, has come under fire over allegations of housing an oppressive place to work. Developers who have been part of both Ori and the Wills of Wisp, as well as Ori and the Blind Forest, accuse the company of rant, rampant sexism, racism, crunch culture, and a host of other issues. And this was apparently launched back in 2010 by Thomas Mail Mahler and Jenna D. Coral. I botch names. I'm terrible. Um, Moon Studios found success in the form of 2015's Ori and Blind Forest. This was followed by Ori and the Will of Wisps five years later. Now, as the studio works on its next release, Forsaken, it's facing a barrage of accusations from developers over how its oppressive culture is neutering a highly problematic environment for its workforce. According to a lengthy report from GamesBeat, much of these accusations are centered around the studio's founders um activision not good not not good at all um this is just like activision and this 100 is like activision man this sucks because i i i don't recognize these games but just this stuff coming up about just in the gaming world and it seems to be more prevalent um, than it has been in the recent years. It's just, this is not good, man. This is not how you should be treating your devs at all. I don't think uh, it's more prevalent. I think it's just more. You think so, it's more? What'd you say? Sorry, sorry about that. Um, social media. I think that's it's just because of social media now. I think it's always been around. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, social media is probably pushing it way more, I guess now, but just, I mean, those are all very, very like rampant. I mean, like, it's not like it's happening like every once in a while. They're saying this is happening like on the daily, like walking in, like probably getting cat called, probably getting called something. Uh, this is, this is not good for a dev company at all. Um, but we're going to keep up to date on this and, you know, kind of find out a little bit more and what's going on with this, because like I said, I don't like this going on in the gaming, uh, industry. I don't like that. What happened with Activision at all, that still upsets me. Um, so, um, another in our final gaming news topic and geez, Louise, this one sucks, man. Um, so there's been a leak for the NVIDIA RTX 390 Ti, um, and it is set to release later this month. Do you all want to know the pricing on this thing? It's absolutely insane. I I honestly could shit a brick. It is $4,000 
to buy the NVIDIA RTX 3090 Ti. That's just stupid. If you buy this, I... I... Can I have some of your money, please? Like, bro, like, come on. Like, I'm, I'm even looking at some of these, and the listings from an unnamed uh, Canadian retailer... Um, has the ASUS GFTUF uh, RTX 3090 Ti 24 gigabyte at $4,649, uh, which would equivalate to, in US dollars, $3,680. Um, and then their tier up from that, uh, in Canada, it'll be $5,239. And then in the United States, it will be $4,143. That's fucking insane. Uh, what? Like, what? I can't even buy an upgrade for my $1,660, and it costs like two, $300. The price on chips right now is absolutely insane. Um, you, can, you can literally buy a used car for that. You can buy a used car for that much money. Bro, and the only people who are putting this shit in their computers, I promise you, are high-end streamers. 100%. They're, like Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain may put this in his computer. Maybe. If he gets like a deal on it. I'm not sure if he runs NVIDIA. But the normal consumer is not buying this. There's, there's no way. I mean... Hannah would literally kill me if I was like, hey, could, 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 could I buy the, the 3090? She'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind, dude? Like, what? Like, Hannah, we might as well just get your nails done for the next 70 years because Bryce just spent $4,000. <laughs> Nail, she'll like that. She'll like that a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I, those are our gaming news topics of the week. It's crazy. I, I, not a lot going on, just crazy things going on, I guess, really, for the week. Um, but we're going to get into our final segment here, and that is our tips of the week. Because we want you all to stay in love in game with gaming, and if you're not in love with gaming, we want you all to fall back in love with gaming. So, Heather, what would be your gaming tip of the week? Um, so my gaming tip of the week is don't get discouraged if you are not good at a game. I started playing first-person shooters, um, what would you say, four or five years ago now? Yep. And when I started, <laughs> I kid you not, I was looking at the ceiling and like spinning, spinning in circles because I could not figure out how to get the controls down. And I never imagined in a million years that I would be playing any competitive shooter, let alone something like Call of Duty, um, and actually getting wins. So practice, practice, practice. You know, there's a lot of games that you can practice against bots and um call of duty does have bot lobbies so don't be discouraged if you're not good because you can get better i like that tip yeah and it honestly actually kind of ties into what i was just doing last week which was practicing so i like that tip a lot if you feel like you're starting to just suck at the game yeah like how they said go into those bot lobbies um 
or even join the Discord, we're going to start these bot lobbies for everyone so that everyone can practice because I feel like this is just something that's not really talked about a lot at all. And like I said, I'm really, really glad that Heather brought this point up. So join that Discord and we're going to start these bot lobbies so everyone can start practicing together and get better at games together. So I like that. Uh, Hannah, what would be your tip of the week for these awesome listeners? Um, Kind of goes a little bit with you guys, but one thing that I forget to do a lot, at least with the Call of Duty games, is I'll be playing like Warzone, Warzone a lot, and make, like fixing my settings, messing with things, figuring out what I like, you know, loadouts and everything. And then I'll hop over to multiplayer, and all of that is not the same. And I have to figure out, refigure out what I like and what I do. So I think just taking the time to go through your video games, any type of shooter game, I would assume more than likely, and just mess with your settings, you know, expand, make your field of view bigger. I know that's helped a lot for me, you know, mess with your sensitivity, your ADS and all those things, because it really does make a difference. And it can take a while to adjust a little bit to those things. But I mean, I just do like one little notch at a time until I find in a game that I think it fits me the best. So just messing with your settings, I think, can help any any player in any game a lot. So that's my tip. That's a good tip. I like that a lot. Um, I'll say uh, that if you feel like your settings are off or you don't know what to do with your settings... Um, something that we could do for you all is because we all play on a different system. Heather plays on a PlayStation, the newest. Ben plays on the newest Xbox. And Hannah and I play on a PC. What we can do for our awesome listeners is we will gladly put our settings that we feel fit us best um, for the game. And we'll put them into the community chat. Um, for Warzone, we'll do it. Um, We've even got the multiplayer channel that we can also drop our settings in as well for you all. Um, so I don't think Ben and Heather would have a problem with that at all, dropping settings down for you all that feel like fit best for them. You bet. Happy to do it. Yeah, we're, we're happy to help you here. Ben, what would be your tip of the week so that our gamers can get better in the gaming arena? Learn to get sweaty with a pistol in Warzone. Uh, it's, you know, it's something that as a group, we've all been practicing on um, dropping in hot areas and getting good with the pistol. It's it's going to make or break so much of your drop, so many of your drops, especially when you're doing something like rebirth. Um, you just have to get good with it. It can be difficult. It's not the easiest thing to do. But, it, it, you know, as we've learned to just because we, I remember we used to drop on the outside of everything. We never wanted to hit the hot zones. And, uh, you know, we've consistently gotten better and better because if you can drop, you know, we drop as a group, we hit the hot spot together, we all drop in the same area, we get sweaty with the pistols, and it's just what a difference it makes with our wins. And what do we have now? 35, 36 wins? I mean, which is impressive. And so much of it has changed because we're just getting good with the default pistol. Just practice with it. That's all I can say. I'm so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I'm so happy because I remember when we had first land in and even I was kind of the same, like, I want the gun. I want a gun. I want an automatic. Um, 
but then I kind of, you know, was like, fuck it. You got to get good with the pistol. And then I remember everyone else being like, yo, fuck this pistol shit, bro. What are you talking about? This shit is not good. So I'm really glad to hear you say that because we really have been getting better as a team. And it's, I could like have noticed it and I love it. Um, and it's awesome because we are going back to the basics. We're training, we're practicing, and it feels really good to start getting better at the game. So love you. Love hearing you say that then. For sure, for sure, man. You know what? Um, my tip of the week would be this. Um, if you feel like you're kind of struggling at a game um, or you don't know settings for a game or you're stuck on a game, um, listen to podcasters like ourselves or watch high-end streamers. Um, they're gonna, We're going to go over the games for you. Uh, we're going to dive deep into it. Um, and give you the best tips and tricks. And, you know, we do have success. Like Ben said, we, we're doing pretty good. We're, we're in the top, we're in the top 5% and plunder. Um, and if there was ever a plunder tournament, I would love to enter in it because I truly believe our team could win it. Um, and we're getting better. So, you know, we may not be the best people to listen to. So there are also the high end streamers. Uh, so if you feel like you're stuck on a game or something like that, come listen to us share the podcast to your buddy, go watch Stone Mountain um, or Mugs on Facebook or even J-Device. He's going to be part of Phase here soon. Um, but, you know, we're here to help you all. Um, that's all we're here to do. We're not going to tell you some bullshit about a game just to make you buy it or something like that or, or get you to hit a, a link so we can make money. We're not going to do that ever to you all. We are a community that wants to be all about love and building. Um, so that would be my tip of the week. Um, but yeah, that basically does it for episode three. Wow, episode three. That feels good. Three to say. already. Wow, three already. I'm loving it. And we want you all to know we do plan on getting some uh, guest stars coming on the show hopefully soon. We want to establish ourselves just a little bit, make sure all our bugs are fixed. Um before we throw another person on you guys. <laughs> um, but we, we really do want to get some guest stars. We, we have some awesome guest stars that are already asking to be on this show. Um, so we're really excited about that for you all. Also, if you feel led to donate, we appreciate it so much. Uh, again, if you do donate, your name will be read out on the podcast and any message that you send with it. Uh, and all donations to the podcast go to bettering the podcast bettering the discord getting more tournament bot getting some tournaments going for you guys um but yeah that's that's what donations go to we're not pocketing them at all but with that that does it for again episode three that feels so good to say wow um we hope you all have an awesome gaming week uh and remember join that discord have a good one y'all